From PQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. My name is Kristen Tracy, and I am a writer living in San Francisco. I write poetry and also children's books. Thus far, I've written teen novels such as Losted and A Field Guide for Heartbreakers. I've also written the middle grade novel Camille McPhee Fell Under the Bus. Uh, Outside of writing, I tutor at 826 Valencia, and I'm a volunteer gardener on Alcatraz helping to restore the historic gardens. So I've got eight poems to read, and um, I grew up in a small Mormon town in Idaho, very small, not far away from Yellowstone Park, and in direct and indirect ways, that surfaces a lot uh, in the poems. Circus Youth My life was going by, year, cake, year, cake, and no circus, no clowns, only that rotten dress, blue and tumbling. I wanted to eat the buttons. I wanted to feed the rest cuffs and collar to the dogs. Let it be dung. Let it be that common. It was awful. I was never brave enough to dismantle it. Trapped in my cave of yarn, the dress chased me, then taunted me as it sailed happily around the world. I craved a ship. I desired a texture wholly unlike my life. Clowns. Funny rubber balls. Who handed me these knives to juggle? Who said everything was going to be fine? I know. I know. Childhood shows no mercy. Others have had to catch much trickier knives, all blade, no handle. We all feel lost, doomed, and no one meets our demands for better maps or parents or more robust St. Bernards. The worst day of my life, the circus, the tragic reality that it was a show, lions reduced to cats, Midgets riding motorcycles inside metal balls. The terror of the ringmaster, so much like my grandfather, folding in a bow. We took you, my parents said, and it wasn't a lie. Elephants in chains, painted faces blistering under the makeup's grease. Afterward, I ached on my sandbag pillow. Pots clattering to the kitchen floor, a heap of a dead horse melting in the field beyond my window. Couldn't there be a different circus? Music piped at the happiest pitch. Children so thrilled they shit themselves in the stands and smile on. And clown hands, clown necks, clown thighs put together to assemble a truly hilarious thing. Feudal, I know, I prayed for years, slowly flowering in my bed, certain of something, wanting what I wanted, clown in my doorway, clown on my floor, a clown on my very own thumb. The next poem is Taming the Dog. Your dog arrives at my open window, filled with advice. He sees how I trim the beans and complains. He believes the way I tenderize my lamb is an abomination. The neck may be tough, but in my house, we use everything. We hang our laundry. 
We beat our rugs, and there is joy. Last night, he caught me pruning the magnolia tree, appeared beneath my ladder, fur holding the light of a whole moon, and he mocked me with his little dog paws. Why would a dog want to insult a woman underneath the moon like that? Wednesday, Thursday, what about me makes your dog want to arrive? He appears all the time, practically walking through walls, and when he sniffs the air in front of me, it's as if he's taking me apart. His snout, an instrument, his wet nose combs me, and yes, he brings his own blanket of smell. Off, boy, off. A dog needs rules. Take away his trousers and collar him. There's no shame in that. When a woman says stay, she craves obedience. At the sound of her voice, she wants to watch that animal fall like a stone into the grass. I've never actually tamed a dog. That wasn't part of the poem. Okay, my next poem is Goodbye, Idaho. And um, I kind of see this as an anchor poem for a manuscript I'm working on. The dieseled fields, the lava hardened into unlovable craters, the buds on my raspberries covered in frost. Idaho, Idaho, look at yourself. Dotted with zealots, spotted with cows, imagine what you look like from outer space. Luckily, this won't be like leaving a man. No scene. Nobody will be calling anybody a whore. Not now, after harvests so bountiful they saved entire dispirited towns. How else to say it? It's time. Maybe it's related to the ants I saw laboring away atop a puff of marshmallow, their determination quickly giving way to sorrow, their small lives one by one crying out to be crushed. When I stomped on them, I thought, I am doing my job. I'm doing it well. Then I asked, is this who you want to be? No. I wanted out of the equation. I wanted away from those ants and my own murderous foot. Okay, that wasn't the truth. I was traveling through Mexico when I saw those ants, and they triggered in me the sadness of all the poverty and short-lived sweetnesses I have known. Everything I do isn't about me. It's as if you can't see that. It's as if you can't see a lot of things. Maybe this will be like leaving a man plopped down like a couch, and I've had to live on you, covered in crumbs. Look at yourself, plaid covered in mustard stained. How could anyone take more? Do not say that I've failed. There is a polished gun in every room. I dream of metal. I dream of the arrow piercing the songbird's heart. No, I'm not saying that I'm the songbird. I'm saying that I can't sleep, not on top of you. I didn't want this to be funny. I'm tired of making everyone laugh. Idaho, look at me. I'm being serious. Your trick roads, I'm done with them. The face they gave me, what they've claimed is theirs. It's no longer beautiful, the sharp ways they fall. I am wood, 
When I see them, nothing inside me curls. You think you can haunt me? You think I feel the same way about you? No, everything has changed. It had to. So, dear, shed your fur. Mate recklessly behind the snapping trees. Throw your brown bodies onto the road. I said I was leaving. I said goodbye. I'm almost gone. Watch me. Can't you see what you do to me now? My hand is on the door. State lines. Geese fly and refuse to honor them. White-tailed deer graze unequally on both sides of the boundary. But I've had to decide time after time and declare a street address, a spot I am now stitched to by my never-ending mail. I owe so much, envelope after envelope, a steady flow. I understand why some delinquents blow the box up. Dead flames send me letters and their clumsy sentences stick to my thumbs. How many times can you leave the same woman? That question doesn't shame me. Even in heartbreak, it's not uncommon to crave abundance. Luckily, I think I've found my next speck of hope. New state after new state, my heart a fist of twine. I can't surrender. The clock ticks. Empty suitcase, where have I stuffed you? Forget grace. The rabbit darts over the open road. Rain clouds gather. A man sits in his kitchen overlooking a sea cliff, eating a piece of toast. Who wouldn't go? Who wouldn't risk tossing herself into the brick wall? What woman wouldn't drop her whole life into a basket, plow into the dark, and run? I tend to write a lot about animals because I like animals and I'm also afraid of animals, but I always notice animals. This next poem is called The Unavoidable Pigeon. I see it on Cabrillo, midway through the crosswalk. Some people spot an injured pigeon tumbling down the street and think, good riddance. But how can I think that? I know this bird. I've seen it before. Balboa, Anza, Clement, its wounded foot lifted high into its feathered body. No, I will never take this bird home. I root for it in other ways. What a survivor! I pass it on the way to the post office, parading like a governor in a bright patch of sun. Don't worry, this bird will never break my heart. Not right now, not tomorrow, not next week when I find it hammered to the road. Poor bird, a ruptured viola, all of its red strings pulled out of it. Of course, I know this had to happen. Even with big dreams, a pigeon can only survive so long on these streets. Had you asked me, had you been a reasonable being, I would have warned you to stick to the sky, or why not stake out a slow road beside a church? Maybe you could have found some charity. Why descend to where we are anyway, dumb bird? I know I can't solve this now. The risks you took baffle me. 
on the corner, you have become the dark spot I step over. Listen, you took your turn and the world finished you. So there, don't try anything anymore. Quit, quit. When I play marbles, I don't want to catch your clever eyes rolling toward me. What a fool. I'm telling you right now to stay where you are. It's over. Believe me when I say this. I've already set you down. And I've got three poems left. And um, I once dated a man who never, who told me that I should never say how many poems I have left to read because from then on the audience is just doing a mental countdown. Um, but I still announce how many poems I have left. And um, he was a fiction writer. Happy Endings. I like the story where the cowboy lives because the bullet struck the whiskey flask instead of his thin-walled heart, or the one where the boy is thrown from the wrecked car and lands perfectly on a pillow of grass instead of the awful road. I'm to the point where if someone has to get killed, please deliver a clear lesson along with that death. No random godless acts, no mad dogs, no hatchets being wielded at good girls slumbering in the folds of their warm beds. After reading Cinderella, after observing the fat and happy cartoon mouse weakly escaping the ravenous cat, after watching my fellow earthlings pull together and pound the Martians into the rock-hard desert using sarcasm and sticks, I've come to appreciate the happy ending, no matter how tacky or unearned. It's today. Death tolls continue to climb. You think I want the truth? Give me an ending I can swallow. I'd prefer it panglossian and overdone. And listeners, you can't see this, but the next poem I'm about to read is a sonnet. Goodbye, trouble. I fell from a Bible, a half-blontees. With a good, good heart, I struck out. God filled and thrilled to claim a spot. Here, where, there. I touched grease, dough, steels, raised my low country hem. Up, up. I met the butcher, the baker, the transmission maker. What next? Girl, girl, sin. Boy, girl, air. No, no. Trouble came. Pure purr, he led me off a hat-flat roof. All swish, he spun me near a slippery crag. And I let him, let him. It wasn't all bad. Trouble makes trouble, and soon trouble went poof. It's not sin or air I live down now. Wow, wow. But his act, so thoughtless, like a bull mounts the cow. And the last poem is What Kind of Animal? Atop his mower, my father chewed the yard while I hid with my trembling rabbit in the garage. I wasn't perfect. One day she got loose. Fox, dog, tomcat. It wasn't clear what found her. Behind the raspberry bushes, days away from having her first litter, my pet bled like a machine. 
fully dismantled. Prey versus predator. I couldn't stand the story. What kind of animal had that kind of heart? When our chickens finally lured a weasel to keep them safe, for days I fed the beast a small dish of food. Lunch meat, cereal, popcorn. But it wasn't enough, not even close. Among the ravenous, I am a sock, a sneeze, a plastic spoon. I was born unreasonably soft and blonde, and I plan to depart this way. I crave grapes and figs. Picnics satisfy most of my desires. Good or bad, wrong or right, I am that kind of animal. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.